When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey there, welcome to Ninja Turtle Power Hour. I'm Spencer Toon. I'm Keith McGuffey. And I'm Mike Templeton. My new hosts are finally on. The new hosts are here. Uh, Mike and Keith. So let's get to know them a little bit before we bust into this episode. So, Mike, which is your favorite Ninja Turtle? Oh, geez. Right on the spot? You're, gonna, you're just going to throw it out there? I'm going to throw it out there. All right. Going to be Democratic. It depends on the version. But I've weighed the options. And it's like mostly Donatello. Mostly Donatello. Cool, cool. Just as, 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 a, as a fine average. Yeah, you just kind of got to average them all out and be like, all right, mm-hmm. consistently, I like this character. Yeah. It's fair. All right, Keith, which one's yours? I got to go with Donatello as well. But I, <laughs> I agree with Mike. I think. Uh, Depending on the series and everything, sometimes it's different characters. But different on the characters. whole, Donatello. In fact, I've got a got a Donatello figure right on my desk here that I kind of fiddle around. There you go. With that is the mutations movies. figure. I know that. It's one. the mutations one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Who, I got this from a garage sale. I don't know who JS is, but he wrote his name <laughs> on the bottom of the figure. So JS, if you're out there and listening, I got your Donatello. And it's it, it's in good shape. It looks like so. It's in pretty good shape. It's missing a leg, uh, but otherwise, yeah. It's good. Oh yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Hey, don't tell JS. <laughs> right. Yeah. What's a leg? Uh, it's a, it's one of the baby legs. He's got. Yeah. Oh yeah. Legs. So it's not yeah. it's not even the no. one that counts. Yeah. He's pretty, he grows those back. Baby you legs. Angle it to the side. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, I used, I I don't think I had Donatello for the mutation figures. I know I had Mikey and I know I had Raph. I don't think I had Leo and Donnie. Yeah. I definitely had all of them because they're just so cute when they're babies, you know? I had to have all of them. I used to like half transform them and pretend like the legs were wings when I was younger. Cool. Very cool. Oh. Uh, I know I know other people did that too. <laughs> other people in your social circle who no, I mean, do that. Yeah. yeah. The, this general turtle fandom that we're in. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's other collectors out there who did that. Right. Yeah, I uh I never had those figures. I'm too young. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. They the, the mutation figures actually are probably the most consistent things that Playmates has ever done. Oh, wow. Like yeah. every two, 20, uh, 2003 had them. Uh, the 2007 movie had them. 2012 had them. Rise was going to have them. But then, you know, unfortunately, the toy line got canceled. But yeah. Yeah, it's like that and the 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 shell that opens up that you can put the weapon. The battle in. shells, yep. Yeah, the battle shells are like the two the variations that always make it in. Mm-hmm. Hmm. See, I don't know anything about the toys, so I'm so glad <laughs> I brought you both on because <laughs> that's another like big part of the fandom is people who are into the toys. So. Oh yeah. 
Oh, yeah. You guys can talk about that all you want. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we will. I'm, I'm, I'm sure at some point. Yeah. Which was your guys's first version of the Turtles that you grew up with? It's got. I mean, eighty-seven. I mean, I was born in nineteen eighty-five, and you know, I was about two, <laughs> little, little over two when the show started, and just. I, I don't think I watched it until I was about three or four, but that 87, man, I had the VHS, like of the first season, all three of them, all three VHSs. Oh, that was so good stuff. Oh, Back God. when it was two episodes per VHS. <laughs> wow. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I was, I was born just a scant, like three months after the 87 cartoon aired. And I also I only had the first VHS of the okay. of the first season. I only had the first two episodes, but like between that and uh, the first two movies, I was a bigger mm-hmm. fan of Secret of the Ooze when I was a kid. But as I've grown up, that first movie's really taken over my my liking. So but yeah, right. eighty seven and playing with all those toys when I was a kid and watching that cartoon every Saturday morning when I could. Fantastic. I think I think though, like I, I loved eighty seven, but you're right like 90 the first movie is just that was like my first movie me and my dad went to go see it in fact i actually took him to go see 2007 when that came out uh, kind of like oh, a awesome. payback um and then i did it again for 2014 because that was just funny um but the the more i think about it i think the video games like the original nes trilogy was kind of my big like I remember playing that more than watching the cartoons. Yeah, I definitely remember playing uh, the third one, Manhattan Project. I love Manhattan Project. Just, just like every hour of every day, every uh, time I could get my grimy little three-year-old hands on that controller, <laughs> I was playing that game. My cousin and I, like we used to tag team that all, like just the two of us going at it. Hands down, one of the best NES soundtracks. Oh yeah, of all absolutely. time. All time. Absolutely. I still listen to it. It's just that good. Yeah, it's good work in music. You know? It really is. Like the the stage four theme when you're when you're back up in Manhattan and that that kind of like ska riff and I'm like, oh, this is mm, good, <laughs> good stuff. I'm I've a huge that, fan of video game soundtracks. Yeah, I've heard that they're supposed to help you focus, so it makes sense that they'd be good to listen to while you work and stuff. Like it's kind of their intent. I mean, yeah, like you can kind of tell, like that's kind of that's kind of why there's a lot of repetition and stuff. It's to kind of, it's to half kind of get you in a zone of kind of just drowning it out, and then also mm-hmm. kind of help you move forward. So yeah, I mean, it's it's really good music to have on in the background while you're working. Huh? I've never tried that. Hmm? Cool. Well, now we've gotten to know you guys a little bit. We can start heading into the first segment. Let me tell you a story. So, perhaps I can best explain. The story of my young friends and I is really the story of a man named Hamato Yoshi. This episode, these first two episodes we ended up recovering this week are episodes four and five of that original series. Uh, So hot-rotting teenagers from Dimension X and Shredder and Splintered. So these episodes have the first ever appearance of Trag, Granitor, the Neutrinos, the party wagon or turtle van, whichever one you like to call it. Krang's body, uh, the turtle blimp, and the turtle comms. It's the first time you see those as well. Mm. Uh, these episodes are written by David Wise and Patty Howith, and the credits 
are pretty much the same as what we gave in the everything for the first uh, episode as well. All the voice actors, nothing's changed. <laughs> so in our first episode, uh, we have the turtles in April moving her van up into Stockman's lair, where it's, it's now abandoned to use his tech to upgrade everything and to track down the Technodrome. Meanwhile, Shredder and Krang are in the Technodrome. Krang's still demanding a body. They're bickering back and forth. Uh, Krang, in their bickering, mentions Dimension X and the endless warring that's going on there. And so then Orokusaki decides he wants to open up the portal so he can bring in a bunch of weapons. He opens the portal. Out come the neutrinos, uh, along with Trag Dragon Granator. The neutrinos escape, and the turtles are on their way now to go get the Technodrome because they finished upgrading the van. And they see the neutrinos. They chase them down. They catch them and then learn that they're on the same side. Uh, they go and have some fun and, and play around. Uh, the neutrinos explain that everything is war in Dimension X and that nobody, you know, that, that they don't get along with anyone else there because they, uh, they believe in peace, not war, and they don't want to, they don't want to fight. So then the, after that, after they give the whole explanation of what Dimension X is like, the stone soldiers show up, uh, they fight them and they beat the stone soldiers, but then the cops come, so they have to run off back to the sewers uh, and the stone soldiers, while they've ran off, throw up a weather maker, is what they call it. So the neutrinos fill in more about who Krang is to the turtles at the lair. They then decide they have to go to the Technodrome and stop them. So, yeah, because Krang, Krang describes the neutrinos as people who love fun. Yes. And it's like, <laughs> when, you, when you hear... Dragon Granitor like described the neutrinos like they hate war. They won't join any armies. And it's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> my, my favorite detail of that is that they only have weapons on their vehicle because weapons are required by law. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're not allowed to not have guns on our weapon, you know. Right. It's yeah, not even I, like the right to bear arms, it's just the the demand to bear up. Yeah, <laughs> like, necessity. It's, it's it's on the it's on the list of like additions when they're at the dealership for the for, for the cars. Yeah. <laughs> they're like they're like, oh, do you want the power windows? Okay, we throw in a couple blasters in the front. Yeah. Um, you know, weather I, dominator. That's like. Yeah. I I always thought it was weird that the that the cruisers like were the same thing as the foot cruiser toy. Like Kevin, yeah. you remember that? Yeah, I do. I do. Like, um, but I think the the foot cruisers was purple, right? And yeah, the like foot. I mean, it, it's red, it's a different color, but it's the same car. Like, yeah. it's that same kind of like hot rod, low rider kind of Cadillac. Um, I just thought it was. I just thought it was weird that like the debut episode for it was this one, but like the and Shredder never uses one in the show. Right. I almost but, think I almost think they like made that toy and then they like they pivot so far away from the stone warriors and the mm. neutrinos after this episode. Like they maybe make one or two more appearances, I think, in the whole series. I think they were just like, Well, we have this toy, let's uh paint it purple and make it a bad guy's car or whatever. Yeah. I mean <laughs> and like, that the, was like the turtles like hold the on first... to start. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they use it in the next episode. Yeah. Um but yeah, like the Star Cruiser, like it, it just always it just always baffled me because it was never a shredder vehicle in the show. So to give it to him when the toy line first started in '88, like 
it just always as a kid i know i knew that was weird right yeah i've seen i've seen i don't know if you guys ever watched the two pals chat videos where it's got uh, kevin eastman and paul jenkins that are both talking about what it was like at mirage studios uh they're really big long discussions but they would talk about they talked about how the the playmates would send them like models for like cars or other things like that and they would then tell them to turtleize it so they would then like mm. draw on those plans and, and you know turtleize it essentially add some flair to it that i i i haven't watched that but i think i heard that uh, yeah before um going back like i always because stuff like that and like watching the toys that made us documentary on, on the turtles like to me i've kind of always considered the toy line a separate universe from 87 like i know they came out at the same time to support each other but mm-hmm. the first wave of toys are just so wildly different design wise than the actual cartoon that it's it like i said it's it's almost its own universe and even like the biographies on the back of the of the card backs are different than the biographies on the show like all the turtles came from different pet shops and they're different ages and all that yeah uh, i think donatello is like a foot shorter than everybody else too yeah 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 yeah, yeah. and that was it's stuff like that is on the card back like now whether or not hmm. that's canon because like the pet shops were like in like Cheshell peak bay or something like that yeah. like they were all punny names but it's the fact that like all of them were so weird and different um that's why like personally i consider it a different universe so yeah and there's a bunch of characters that got toys that are never in the show like mm-hmm. uh like what was the camel and uh half yep. court the giraffe and yeah even ace even ace duck has more of a biography in the toy line than he ever did in the show he's in the show for like a, like a blink and you'll miss a cameo yeah he's like it's something they're watching on tv i think yeah exactly yeah but he's got like a whole he's like a friend of the turtles as an action he's the pilot of the blimp he's you know he was a human pilot who krang wanted to eat duck so he was teleporting a duck and he flew into that and that's how he mutated into ace duck (laughs) yeah and then if you read the comics based on the series ace (laughs) duck is an intergalactic wrestler Mm -hmm. yeah it's just all over the The turtle adventures yeah yeah, the archie book yeah oh yeah I've never read that one, but I'm excited to when we actually the we, Archie book. I need it. to I need to buy them all again. But they are the Archie book does some of the best world building, mm-hmm. um, at like before the show even really kind of did it. Mm-hmm. Like the Archie books are actually really good. Yeah, that's what they're I've been good. told. So I've been I've been interested to see what they're like. You know, I, I mean, they're they're completely wacky. Like, yeah don't don't go in there thinking like oh it's like oh it's idw you know yeah. kind of stuff like no it's it's very wacky but th- what they were able to do on their own without like any mirage support or anything like that it's, it's kind of like their sonic the hedgehog book like yeah um how like their sonic the hedgehog book went on for like a million issues yeah but it, did, it, it started off as like it started off as like the wacky cartoon and then it turned into the Saturday morning cartoon, which everybody loves. And then it branched out in its own in own uh, direction. That's what huh. the Archie book did. Yeah. So anyway, hot rodding teenagers. Yeah, we, we mentioned like, I think where we're at, if I remember correctly, is uh, where the 
the stone warriors are defeated by being literally pushed back into the portal to the middle. yeah <laughs> like yeah. shoved in yeah. so they show they show it back to the technodrome fight and they shove the the stone soldiers back in after they pour oil on the floor mm-hmm. and then the neutrinos go back in uh so then the turtles uh, use the leftover air car to take down the weather maker. You know, they can't defeat Shredder this time because they have to go stop that. And then Shredder finally agrees to making Krang's body. And that's where that episode ends. Oh, so then we, mm-hmm. Did you have a crush on Kella? Because I did when I was younger. I don't think I did. No, that okay. was I was strictly an April O'Neil boy. I mean, I was too, but Kella was a little <laughs> cutie. Yeah, yeah. Okay, all right. All right. Shredder and Splintered. So, turtles uh, are on, you know, you start with the turtles seeing themselves on the news and it's not good coverage. People think that they're bad. Um, Then the Shredder shows up on their TV and tells them about his retro mutagen ray that can turn Splinter back into a human or the turtles back into normal turtles. Uh, So the turtles head out to go get it and to stop him. Uh, they go, they all jump pile in the air car. They go to take off and it's out of gas. So Donnie leaves to go find a new solution. Uh, after he leaves, Beop and Rock City attack. They fight him. And while that's going on, Shredder, there's a lot going on in this episode. I just realized this. Yeah, like it's all over. This the place. is, yeah, this episode is, I, I always remember watching this one more than Heroes in a Half Shell. Because um, like, I remember getting this t- VHS first. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember like when I was old enough to realize like hey this kind of doesn't make sense because it's referencing episodes I hadn't seen yet um, and like going back like when he uses the retromutagen uh, gun I think his name is Scrag the I other punk to, yeah the, the, the one he, he it's the bat one Yeah, and he shoots it and then he like untransforms but I think his name is Scrag I want to say Scrag um, but it's it's just weird that like he mutates everybody like the rest of Bebop and Rock City's gang and then like we never see them again yeah because there's a scene like one of them's a lizard one of them's a dog that mm-hmm. one's a bat and then I think the other one's like a an aardvark or an anteater or something he's got oh, a really yeah. weird face yeah the brief yeah you scene. never see them again yeah so. yeah there's just that brief scene where Shredder's just like I'm obsessed with making mutants and Krang's just like you're an idiot <laughs> Yeah, because yeah. bring my stone soldiers in exactly because he says that yeah. in hot rotting in hot rotting teenagers he's like he's like why are you obsessed with making mutants and it's like he kind of like he kind of proves Krang's point like he makes these mutants and then immediately forgets about him and then and then actively unmutates them <laughs> right yeah i'm surprised at that demutating gun only appeared in this one episode from what I can remember like you would think they would have that just laying around for all the random mutants that turn evil and try and attack the turtles but maybe that would be uh, too easy yeah where were we uh oh yeah so shredder during all this is giving krang his body finally so we get this big massive frankenstein like body uh thing going on and then the turtles uh minus onatello uh, beat beat up and rock steady. They're coming to the Technodrome. They're trying to get in, and then some foot soldiers show up, and they have to fight them. Uh, meanwhile, April is explaining to her boss that the turtles are good guys, that they're not actually bad, and she needs a news crew. To which, of course, he says, "Yeah, and cahoots with the turtles." 
and he's angry at her and she's like no they're good guys and she pulls out her turtle com and he's like what's that is it a bomb or whatever and then she's like yeah it is and she then it's a hyper turtle death ray yeah (laughs) she's just like i'm gonna I'm going to blow this place up unless you give mm-hmm. me a crew. You know, it gives a terrorist threat for a new nope. crew. Hypersonic turtle death ray. That's what it is. It's the most ridiculous thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, 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 just, I, love, I love that she goes straight to threatening her boss with death. Yeah. <laughs> well, and to blowing up the entire building with a death ray. Like, exactly. like she was told, maybe not. And then like, okay, we're going to blow up the whole building. Yeah, it, exactly. Like she goes straight to, to wanton murder. Like, yeah. And and what's crazy is that she still has a job after this. Exactly. Yeah, that's the craziest oh, yeah. part is that she hasn't been fired. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah. So, like like well Jen, and like, like go ahead. Sorry. I was gonna say I I'm pretty sure she knows how to operate a camera. Like why does she need the whole news mm-hmm. crew? Can she just go out there as a as a field reporter? I don't know. Yeah, I'm not, a, I, I'm not a reporter myself. I don't know if that's how that thing works, but I would assume that you could just take a camera out and kind of talk and film, right? I mean, yeah, like she, she's always been more of like an on an on air reporter. So like she's she's just the one reporting the news. And like in some shows, she's more investigative reporter. Um, I can't remember how much investigating she does in the show. Like that's part of her thing in this show, is that she's like kind of Lois Laney but we very rarely see her do any actual investigating she's just kind of like I just happen to be here when the turtles save the day yeah kind of thing or something weird's happened let me go ask the turtles what's happening exactly that's the extent of the investigation (laughs) well yeah no exactly because in hot riding teenagers she like right after they meet the neutrinos she just keeps going like I have no idea what's going on why won't anyone tell me what's going on yeah like she says it like three times in like less than two minutes yeah i'm just trying to get a story here mm-hmm. <laughs> so oh dang april uh yeah threatens her boss that's where we were threatens him he says take whatever you want you know mm-hmm. this blow it up and so she goes uh she goes off of the crew uh and then you know security then and her cops or whatever gets sent after her um so then splinter breaks off after they beat those soldiers splinter's broken off to get the ray he fights shredder over the ray krang is going to open a portal now to uh let in all of his stone soldiers the turtles fight him uh and keep trying to keep him from opening the portal uh krang goes ginormous in the battle he uses his growing his molecular molecular amplification unit that's what it is the molecular amplification unit and he grows he climbs up out of the technodrome grows huge blows you know knocks a hole in the the street and climbs out on top the turtles you know take the the battle top side after him and that's when donatello finally shows up with what he's been working on this whole time the blimp and uh, it's also a glider (laughs) it's also a glider you know just the most ninja like vehicle of all time a big giant blimp that comes flying in that says turtles with, on the side yeah, of with it. their name printed yeah. on the side <laughs> the stealthiest thing possible not, e- not yeah. even just their name but like a logo yeah like there's a typeface here and he did it on the he did it on the turtle van too in the last episode like right on the grill and it's like mm. yeah nothing's so good says- at branding yeah, nothing yeah. says secret band of underground mutants like a zeppelin with your name painted on the side of it you, you know sorry I'm, we're gonna sidetrack again because this is related to that um a lot of people hate 
Turtles Forever and uh, Transdimensional Turtles in 2012 because of how silly it makes the 87 Turtles look. Yeah. But it's like, guys, we are right here in the thick of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, this is silly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing is like the show didn't even take itself seriously. So I don't know why you'd expect other shows exactly. to do that. Exactly. <laughs> like, one of my one of my friends said, you know, imagine hearing the words Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and then getting upset that the like people aren't taking that concept seriously. <laughs> yeah. Like it's right there. Like this this franchise is inherently silly and that's what i love about it yeah no there's kind of a goofy idea about it i mean it, it definitely evolved for me and like you know i do kind of like the not silly stuff but i can't yeah. understand the silly bits and like i'm not going to get super upset when it's like batman you know the mm -hmm. the concept of batman is ridiculous you've got mm -hmm. a man a guy in a bat costume that goes and punches a clown you know <laughs> yeah i think um I, 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 there's room for it but mm -hmm. I think it I think it's when some like when you're actively trying to pretend the silliness isn't there, mm -hmm. that's when you lose that's when Turtles loses its charm. Yeah. No, you've definitely got to leave a little bit of room for some funny jokes and things like that. Even the original Mirage comics. No, not even, there's not a even lot just, of those funny jokes. Not even just funny jokes, but like taking it too seriously that these are mutant ninja turtles. Mm-hmm. Like that itself is just inherently silly. Anyway, yeah. going back to the typeface on the side of the blimp. <laughs> but I, but I, I love stuff like the blimp. Like it's it's cheesy, but like the toy was insanely cool. Mm -hmm. um, God, I wish I still had that. Well, and they like they they go places other than New York. So like when they mm -hmm. have to go to the Florida swamps, they take the blimp. And yeah, it makes sense. It's a way to get around. So. Mm. Yeah, so they bring the blimp in and they, you know, send an attack on him. Leonardo and Donatello climb into the the shoulder seam of Shredder's, not Shredder, but Krang's uh, giant body, and they destroy the gadget in it and uh, shrink Krang. So Krang's now in trouble. So he calls in Shredder. Shredder traps Splinter and runs off with the ray to to use it on the turtles, and he's going to use it on him. But Splinter gets himself free and is right behind him and throws a stick at it and destroys the ray, blows it up, saves his sons, and also sacrifices his chance of being able to become human again. And then Shredder and Krang escape back to the Technodrome. The battle goes back to the Technodrome. Krang tries to use his portal again, and then Don is able to reverse it. And it just sucks all of itself, the whole Technodrome, back into the, itself, into Dimension X. If you're an 80s cartoon with with a big doomsday weapon, the best solution is to reverse the polarity. It always works. It always works. Yeah. Yeah. 117% of the time, it oh, always yeah. works. It, it's a foolproof trope. It'll always work. 100% of the time. 100% <laughs> of the time, it works every time. Yeah. All right. And so that will end our first segment, and we can take a look at this a second time around. Hey, uh, nice junk. So I wanted to ask you guys, because I wasn't around for this time. Did you guys have the turtle van? Uh, I did. Oh, um, yeah. In fact, I just I was cleaning my parents' uh, garage the other day, and I actually found my original turtle van. 
Um, and I have never, like, I collect a lot of toys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been around toys for a long time. I have never seen a turtle van turn this color. <laughs> like <laughs> plastic, plastic normally yellows, like white plastic will normally yellow. But I've never seen a turtle van turn this color. And I just like was like, what the hell? Um, Is it like pink or something? What? It's uh it's like a it's like a very smoked cheese. Oh, okay. And like the green is um very, very uh like it's it's not even like the bright green anymore. It's like an army green. Hmm. Um yeah, I was just like, but it's but it's my original turtle van. Like I never had any others. Um but it is just <laughs> anyway, but I, I I found it, I found my foot cruiser. Um and it just yeah I so mike I, I i know there were a lot of variations in the action figure toys mm-hmm. like uh like slash having a different uh color belt and stuff is it possible that there are variations in the vehicles too and do you have a variation of that have you looked no into so that at all not not of the there wasn't so much in the in the in the vehicles like the vehicles um they they would reuse the molds very occasionally. Like the turtle van was only ever used again for April's news van, um, right towards the end of the toy line. So it's actually really hard to find, um, especially complete. Um, but but for the turtle van itself, they never reused it other than that one time, and that's like blue, right with the green April. Right? Yeah, with the green April. Um, and if you guys want to see it, I posted the picture in the chat. Ah. Oh, in our chat? Yeah, in our chat. Oh, cool. I have... Yeah, I mean, I've never seen any of this stuff because the toys were Whoa, never yeah, my like, scene. Let's see. It's like a smoked cheese. Yeah, it's like orangish. But yeah, the, the top green should match the wheels. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that, huh. yeah, so that bright green in the wheels is what the original color is supposed to be for the, hmm. for the green. Interesting. Yeah, it's weird. All right. So I, I also had the turtle van, and mm. and Mike, I assume you did this as well. You immediately lost like the smoke bomb and the stink bomb, and the the door that was supposed to swing open fell off and broke, and you never found it again. Uh, I still have the bomb somewhere. Okay, the, cool. Unless I actually, I think they were the same bombs that came with the turtle blimp, so I don't know which is which. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, but I, but I have some of them still, but yes, the door left, um, the last piece I lost was the canopy. Oh, you're missing the canopy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it had like a visor thing too, or something. It did. It had, it had a flip down visor. It was like the yeah. battle visor with like the slits and then like a laser gun in the middle. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Or yeah. it was like, it was like a nozzle and then you plugged the satellite dish in, in the middle. And oh, so like when it was raised up that's where the satellite dish was and they had the two blasters on the sides um yeah Ooh. i think probably, probably one of my biggest regrets that i missed out on was they've they've re-released the original party wagon a couple times and i didn't get either one of them mm. and i really wish i did yeah yeah i 
so I got, and I call it the turtle van. I, I had never subscribed to party wagon because it's just too generic. Right? So the toy is the party wagon. The, okay. The van is the show. That's for me again, two different two universes. universes. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's how I separate them. I remember I got I got the van. It was like a Christmas gift at my grandma's house. I got I got the van. Nice. And then if my father is listening, he knows I'm going to bring this up a, a whole <laughs> bunch throughout this show. There was this great toy purge yard sale that we oh. had we're like most of my turtles the technodrome the, uh, i think i kept the sewer play set but the the van left in that as well oh. but then just a couple years ago uh, i was at a comic book convention and found kind of just the van with the canopy for like 10 bucks i was like i oh. i gotta have that so it's good deal in, in my in my bookshelf right now i actually just bought today um the mega blocks turtle van Oh, cool! I haven't seen that. Uh, yeah, I just a guy was selling it in our in our Facebook group, and I was like, "Yes!" And he had, and he <laughs> threw in all the turtles, Shredder, a couple foot soldiers, Bebop, Rocksteady, and April. And I was like, "Yes, that's sign that's me a good up. deal." Nice, yeah. yeah. Those are the only turtles toys I have is Mega Block sets. I have the the two that were based off the original comic. Nice. That's yeah. It. See, I never I never got into the Mega Blocks ones. I had I had the Lego sets, but they never did classic turtles. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. This was like something I needed to have. Um, when you were when you were younger, did you ever like? Did it ever stick out to you that the turtle van in the show didn't look like the party wagon? No, I'd never seen the party wagon before. Like my oh. my first Ninja Turtles never introduced anything else before was the 2003 series. That's right. So for me, like the battle shell, that was that was the turtle van. I found my battle shell too at my parents, so that was in the same. <laughs> kind of area where the where the turtle van was nice yeah i never i wasn't really much of a toy collector as a kid we had like a michelangelo action figure and i think it's called like a sewer copter and that was it there's nothing else beyond that hmm. yeah so uh another thing that i noticed you know that kind of i guess kind of dates uh the show a little bit that kind of looked old to me as a as a youngin a new viewer um <laughs> is the neutrinos and Krang's body, like their design looks very much like something from the eighties, uh, yeah. you know, kind of can yeah. fit into <laughs> He-Man and such. I was, I was describing, I showed my, I showed a friend of mine who's, who hasn't watched the original cartoon before a picture, a picture of them, of the neutrinos. And he was like, Oh, he's like, he's like, those are some designs. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was like, well, they come from a, they come from a dimension, a dimension of style, but of also horrible, horrible war. I do love because because those characters make an appearance in the IDW run. Yeah, like they still have like the same stupid forward hair with the two prongs kind of coming around. They try and make it look cool, but it just never does. <laughs> See, I loved I loved how they incorporated them into IDW. Yeah, I was and a bigger like, fan of that. Mm-hmm, definitely. It, I, I think it, it it worked because the proportions were better. Like they weren't kids necessarily in IDW. Like they weren't teenagers, so like their bodies were were bigger. And they took some at like they took the shoulder pads. They you know weren't out to here. They were you know more regular yeah. mm-hmm. shoulder width. <laughs> and I yeah. think he I think um it's Kala Zach and. Dask, 
I that's yeah. what I remember too. Kala, Zach, yeah. and Bast. I don't think um, they actually name anyone except Kala in the show, though. I don't think. I, I think Zach too. I think they okay. say Dask. I think I had to figure out afterward. Okay. Um, but like the three of them in the book, and then like I think Dask wears like tennis shoes. Like they're they're straight up like like Marty McFly Nikes. <laughs> <laughs> I, th- I think they're the t- his 2015 Nikes, actually. <laughs> so I don't know if, and I've said it before on the show, but and I don't know if I've said it to you guys. Like I used to be like, because I grew up with the 2003 series and then later discovered the comics, like the original ones. Mm-hmm. I was like a hardcore purist for a long time. Like I hated the 87 series. I was like, Krang sucks. Neutrinos suck. Pretty, anyway, then pretty much what made me be able to like accept these characters and be okay with everything that happened in that cartoon was the IDW comics. Like I kind of read it there and I was able to have characters a little bit more fleshed out, a little bit less uh, here's this week's action figure based. Mm-hmm. And I was able to get into it a, a bit more. So yeah, for better or worse, the IDW comic series really leans on the nostalgia. So. yeah well that's what's been great yeah. about it is i feel like it's had enough elements to kind of be able to bring everyone and everything together mm-hmm. you know i wish that that nick would kind of do that a bit more now with like their games and things like that as well and start including characters from other eras and stuff yeah. yeah i think i think that you hit it on the head like it it leans a little too much into nostalgia sometimes but for me personally like i'm really excited to see how they bring in this stuff like Bebop and Rocksteady's introduction was like, yeah, it was perfect. It was great. Perfect. Yeah, it was yeah. great. It sense the, in the story. Yeah, it was yeah, and like they're a menace. Like they're legitimately a force of nature. Like, and that's what I wanted to see out of Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, um, and th- going back, like the neutrinos, the way they made the neutrinos, like they're silly, but also like this is actually kind of cool. Like they're mm-hmm. Yeah. And and they took like, you know, their freedom fighters essentially. They took that from 87. They just made them actual freedom fighters and not a joke. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. True. Um one thing one thing I, I noticed was the weather maker in Hot Rodding Teenagers is the same weather machine that you fight in Turtles 2, the arcade game. I did notice that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's it's a lot bigger in the arcade game, but like even when I was younger, I was like, ha, ha, same thing. <laughs> Bring it all together. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we mentioned Krang's body, which is a, a ridiculous design. It's this giant baby kind of thing <laughs> with a red yeah. diaper. Like and he, he can't put his arms all the way down, I don't think. Like every he, time you yeah, see him, his, his arms of... are cut off. <laughs> <laughs> did you ever did you ever have that toy? I didn't have the toy, no. Um, yeah, I I never had a I never had a crane either. I I had the bubble walker crane, but I never had the body. I had the bubble walker too. Yeah, um, and for some reason that crane design, he has like a around his belt around the back. He's got like a handle. I don't know, like that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know what like who would carry him, especially because he's the one that grows to giant size. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the purpose of that I handle? Mean, that implies that he can also shrink then. Ah, maybe that's it. Okay, so. Why would you shrunk just to be carried around by someone? <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, Crank doesn't like seem the type to like shrink. <laughs> Who knows? But, so, uh, uh, on the lines of Crank's body, there, when uh, Granitor and uh, 
oh help me out Trag show up Trag mm-hmm. janitor Krang mentions that he lost his body and they don't seem to recognize Krang but it's mm-hmm. not clear if he, his... he he calls him Lord when he runs in the room mm-hmm. he's yeah. like oh excuse me my lord yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and Krang's like don't look at me mm-hmm. yeah yeah they ask what happens to his body but I it's not clear to me if the body was robotic already because uh, in Four Musket Turtles, we see that he has that chicken walker and he's mm-hmm. with some older, different Utram Krang kind of creatures that also have that robot, that just like bubble walker, chicken walker thing. There, there's also an episode um, where it shows Krang species yeah. and they're like lizard people. That's what I was going to say. It's an invasion of the Krangazoids. They make clones yeah. of Krang. And then those clones grow lizard bodies. So I don't mm-hmm. know if he was a lizard person and they just cut him down to a brain or if he had a robot body this entire time and that's why he's trying to get into the robot body. Yeah, because like I, I remember the description of Krang like specifically saying he was removed from his real body. Yeah. And like... That's like in I, like the first time you see him, I think. Yeah, and I never understood like... I never understood like did that mean that like that was the brain that was removed out of the body or if that was like or like you said like a robot body um and i so i always thought it was kind of funny like in 2012 like they imply that our krang in 87 is a krang double a yeah from the 2012 universe i thought it was a cool little connection yeah yeah and so like he was banished like he goes on about how he's banished from Dimension X. He's banished from their Dimension X because he's stupid. Yeah, he's the Jar Jar Binks of the Krang. Right? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. And then the last little like Easter egg I noticed uh, was them saying Bookum Dono, which is like an yeah, old... Dono! Yeah, which is an old Hawaii Five-0 reference. And I only know that because I used to watch old TV shows for some reason. So. <laughs> I have a whole podcast about watching old cartoons. You don't have to explain it to me. So, um, yeah. I have a I have a really really deep cut. Uh, this is probably the deepest cut we're gonna get from Do you. It. So, lay it this, on me. This first season of the show was uh, made into comic books. The, the first volume of the Team and T Adventures it was yes. a three part mini series that covered these five episodes. So a few years ago, I came across a collected edition of that mini series but it was published by Random House. It wasn't published by Archie, which I thought was kind of weird. So I looked it up. That Random House edition came with a cassette tape that like told the story with voice actors and sound effects and everything of these first five episodes. It's on YouTube. It's really cool. You should check it out. Um, Splinter has an incredibly racist accent. Oh. It's kind of it's cool to hear like different voices and you can flip along with a book and, and read along. It's kind of neat. Hmm. But uh, for whatever reason, they call Sergeant Granitor Morg. So it's Trag and Morg. And I don't know why. And it bugs me to death. It, it keeps me up at night. I don't know how they got that wrong. Huh. It's really, really strange. So that's that's my very deep cut is the cassette adaptation of the comic adaptation. Yeah, I never, of the I never cartoon had that. Is, is they got a character name wrong. <laughs> I mean, back then, they got a lot of things wrong. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Remember, like, you'll have the wrong turtle, like the wrong voice coming out of a different turtle. Um, specifically in Hot Rodding Teenagers, Tra- or Granitor's voice or Trag's voice comes out of Granitor at one mm-hmm. point. Yeah, there's also another point, I think, in uh, I think it was in Shredder and Splintered, where they're hanging from the, because the, yeah, it's while Donatello's gone building the blimp and they're mm-hmm. hanging from a, 
a rope on the end of the on the end of the technodrome and it's supposed to be Raphael, but he's colored as in his Donatello. Well, you know, Donatello's yep. not there. Like, <laughs> constantly getting the headbands mixed up. Yeah, I think though, like back then, it, it wasn't a matter of just like recoloring it. Like now it's all on computers, all the animations mm-hmm. on computers. You just click a button and it recolors. You would have to like send it back to Asia to recolor it. Like, yeah. So a lot of the stuff they're just like, we're on a timeline. Mm-hmm. Kids will watch this once. They're never going to watch it again. Uh, VHS was a fairly new technology. Right. So they're they're not going to record it and watch it again. They might see it for a second or two, but nah, they're kids. Yeah. It's a good show. It's yeah. just old toys. Going back to what you were saying about um, it, it was animated in uh, Asia. Like the first season, like these five episodes were animated by Toei, who is like powerhouse, super huge, you know, Japanese animation studio. Like yeah, they were doing Dragon Ball. Yeah, they basically yeah they're known for Dragon Ball. Um, and so, like, this is, I mean, like, that's why, like, the animation in the first season with, like, in <laughs> most of the animation in the first season, because the thing about rats is pretty rough. Because mm-hmm. um, there's, like, that one picture of, like, Michelangelo, like, and he's way off model. <laughs> um, and I love to use that picture, like, whenever, when <laughs> people badmouth other turtles. Um, but like the animation in, in the first season is just so good most of the time. Like it's, it, it's basically like the, th- the opening theme quality animation for almost the whole show. There's definitely like an A team B team thing. in These first five episodes though. Like, yeah. Like, like yeah. I was saying, like a thing about rats is definitely B like B C <laughs> team. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was a few frames, like a few like moments, even in like the first couple episodes where like, there's sometimes like walking and you're like that's walking like that's what yeah. walking looks yeah. like you know <laughs> but if you pay attention kind of to the turtles noses like there's there's one team and i think they did like the opening episode one and episode four where they have mm-hmm. like a line in their beak yes the beak. And episodes two three and five they kind of have this just like enormous bulbous nose yep and and they're more off model and a little more cartoony and so like that and so that's that's what i'm saying so my theory is is like the theme song team worked on hot rotting teenagers yeah especially that that missile going through the arcade mm-hmm. that's that's an a-team shot yeah like yeah. there there's there's good animation here it's just it's it's surrounded by so much other cheap animation <laughs> that it's just kind of like yeah it's like, oh, you're almost there you're almost there guys right right getting close speaking of uh, i guess you know things that aren't that great should probably move it into anchovies. No anchovies. You put anchovies on this thing and you're in big trouble, okay? Uh, yeah, we've already talked a lot about, you know, the cheap animation that surrounds everything. I don't want to be a broken record with that. I've, yeah. I've mentioned it before on other episodes. And so I'll try not to bring up bad animation again unless I notice anything that's like particularly. It's going to get nice real bad or... real quick, man. Yeah. I, I <laughs> It goes downhill very yeah, I've been I've been watching a couple episodes and I had a sick day a couple of weeks ago where I just like ran through a whole disc of my DVD and mm-hmm. uh, and man there's some bad animation in this show. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll strap in and be ready. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. we're we're going on a journey, let me mm-hmm. tell you. Mm-hmm. So I know that you talked about not taking turtles too seriously and things like that. But one of my pet peeves, and I know it was an amazing toy, 
and you guys love it, and everyone that grew up in the '80s loves it. But I'm not a fan of the Turtle Blimp. It You're just not? nah. It, it's just such an. I mean, I get that it was kind of silly and mm-hmm. things, and I'm okay with it in context of the show. Yeah. But there's sometimes where I'm like reading things like Batman Ninja Turtles two, and they bring in the Blimp, and like that yeah. story setting, and I'm kind of like all right, yeah, we got to see the blimp. Like, I'm, you know, I guess I'm happy for older fans that get to see the blimp come back. But, <laughs> you know, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, a little bit of fire and that thing's up in flames. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, it's just well, and the way very... they, The way they deflate it is usually like Raph will throw his sigh into it and puncture <laughs> it. So like, they have to have this massive amount of patch kits somewhere. But I mean, well, to your point, like, up. How ridiculous it is! It's kind of like the one thing that IDW has not touched in their. Comic you're, you're right. Yeah, they yeah. have. The, I'm okay with that. I, I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, like the, the turtle blimp. The turtle blimp is is, it's like it's an iconic toy. I think. Mm-hmm. Like you're right because I don't, I don't necessarily enjoy seeing it in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but as a toy, it is a it is a statement piece yeah like that it's is fantastic a, as a toy but yeah it's just in the show it doesn't make sense i mean having the van doesn't even make sense really yeah because <laughs> it's the only van driving around new york with laser blasters yeah on the top yeah. of it <laughs> turtles 100%. on the side turtles on the, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah no the, the i mean the turtle vehicles have always been kind of you know ridiculous in that sense even the battle shell like you know from the 2003 series that i grew up with, it kind of looks like a dumb truck but it was it was that it was that era that like where everybody had a Humvee. Yeah, that's that's what the turtle that's what the battle shell reminds me of. It's like everybody had Humvees back then. Yeah, it's like leading right up to that uh, Batman Begins tank Batmobile mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's it's of that era definitely. Yeah, and just the, everything is yeah Humvees. <laughs> you, you yeah. know what's you know what's interesting is um, have you ever seen the two thousand one pilot for the ninja turtles like yeah or, it's like that like that, that the 3d CG. animation CGI yeah one yeah oh yeah I have. Uh, <laughs> that that has the battle shell in it like that's legit the battle shell yeah they had to have that design ready to go yeah i, I probably from playmates like they they i'm pretty sure like they took a lot of concepts from that short and put it in there but like anyway yeah but like like i said everything was like humvees back then that's <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. So, you know, I kind of, I guess I take up a little bit of issue with the turtle blimp. It's like, it's like mm-hmm. Stockman. He's a much better action figure when he's a fly. Yeah. Oh yeah. But like, yeah. I love him when he's a human, when he's a character, especially like IDW series. That's my favorite version of him. That yeah. Great. Of all time. But it, it's I, think, that... I think giving Shredder like a, like a scientist to kind of bounce off of. Cause like Krang's, Krang is a scientist, but he is more of like an engineer. Mm-hmm. I think, like, and a weapons supplier, like, whereas like Baxter's the nerdy scientist guy, yeah, like he's he's basically Shredder's Donatello, yeah, yeah. So Ooh. you kind of lose that, I feel like, a little bit when he becomes a fly, and the character kind of deteriorates into just an action figure, in my opinion. When you do that, fair, but man, that scene where he becomes a fly is awesome, like. <laughs> It glows and you can see yeah. Baxter's skeleton like the and skeleton. they combine. Oh, it, it was oh, horrifying it's when yeah. you're younger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can only so imagine. My anchovies for this. Um, one is that just kind of, I mean, season one, it's five episodes, right? Mm-hmm. And you really 
don't need three and four. Like one and two kind of deal with like Shredder and the Turtles trying to find a way to, to demutate Splinter. And then five kind of wraps that up. And three and four are like, we're getting Mausers and four is like, we're bringing in neutrinos and rock soldiers and you'll barely ever see them again. It's going to mm-hmm. be great. But four is, you know, the neutrinos and rock soldiers kind of is like the standard template for a Turtles show. It's like, you know, uh, Shredder wants X. Uh, instead, Y comes. It's a new character. The Turtles meet that new character. They fight with that new character. Then they're on the same side and then they defeat Shredder. That's like 80% of this entire show. That episode four is a template for that. Huh. Um, I also, my, my other complaint is that Shredder and Splintered is a terrible title. It should be Shredder and Splinter or Shredded and Splintered. Yeah, it's kind of weird. I didn't get what that's supposed to be. I, I, I imagine it's supposed to be a reference or something, right? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've, it's just always bugged me, like, just seeing it. So, I, don't, I don't get it. So apparently it has three different names. Uh, Shredder and Splintered is the official title card epi- of the episode. Okay. Uh, the VHS was the Shredder is Splintered. Ah, Oh, I and heard, then, yeah. And then on the DVD, it lists shredded and splintered. Okay. Yeah, those make more sense than the, the ones on but, the DVD. Yeah. But yeah, but, but I remember the, I remember the VHS like specifically was the shredder is splintered. Now that you say that, I, I do remember hearing that like in the commercials at the beginning of those VHS. Mm, those the FHE. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. shredder is splintered. <laughs> And hot rotting teenagers from, from Dimension X. X. Yeah. yeah, I love. They'd show them on the springs in the car. Mm-hmm. Oh, those, those are great commercials. Because uh, yeah, because I oh, I can remember exactly the, the part in the commercial when it's like uh, they're talking about the teenagers, and then it cuts to Crank. They're a threat to everything we stand for. <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, oh, I love God. that. That FHE music is... Oh, yeah. It's like it it blows out your speakers kind of thing. Spencer's looking at us with cross eyes because he's the (laughs) youngest actor. He's like, what are you talking about? And like, I'm sure people are like, oh, I love that. spells it all out spencer if i find the sound clip i'll send it your way yeah please like if you can insert it into the episode that'd be great i mean i i imagine it's probably like the uh i mean you don't hear it anymore but like the thx thing that was the big thing when i was a kid for your surround sound the you know you know what it was um you know do you remember like the disney vhs's like that jingle Mm -hmm. oh let me i'm trying to think here because i did i did i'm yeah i'm young enough for vhs um, I remember getting our first DVD player. Okay, um, but like it, it's it's like a very low budget version of the of the Disney <laughs> VHS jingle, um, but it's like it's just so charming. And it, it was weird is like I don't remember very many other FHE releases. I don't either. Like other than Turtles, and they've they've changed uh, their opening jingle because I have like the first season. You know, I, I got the, the Turtle Van DVD mm. set, but I also yeah, have yeah. The, the first season kind of separate from that. And that first season separate from it was by FHE. And it's okay. got like a dog coming out of a house and barking and going back in and it plays this little jingle. But it's, oh. not, uh, it's not the, you know, 
the the lines and fhe that we always got to be like it's like it's like those hand handwriting like yeah. training for kids yeah yeah i love that it's it's it preps you for the whole thing you know it's 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 yeah it's it's like um it's like the funimation uh, xylophone kind of thing it's like that it's the um the 20th century fox going into the star wars theme yeah yeah, yeah like yeah. it's it's mm-hmm. that like they're two separate things but they make an experience <laughs> Um, <laughs> we're, we're full down in the nostalgia hole here now. Oh yeah, yeah I can I can understand. No, I, mean, uh, I understand what you guys are talking about because I did have certain sounds, just not the SHE thing. Yeah, yeah. I, as far as my anchovies for this episode, like I, I remember not liking hot rotting teenagers when I was younger. Like, like you said, like it feels so different from all the other episodes, um, in this season. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just I just remember like not liking the designs i didn't like the way the the neutrino spoke um like i did i didn't like that oh daddy oh like i didn't <laughs> like that kind of speak yeah um the turtles and, have a weird history with like 50s slang lowrider people like they show up in the mirage series too mm-hmm. twice which is kind of weird but i think i think it's just because you know it was the 80s and they didn't know like that was the only cool teens that they had to reference. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, <laughs> yeah, it was like, was like that kind of fifties gang, but also like I, they had to make it safe for TV. And it's like, you have mm-hmm. the sixties and the seventies to draw back on too. And it's like seventies was kind of a punk era and the sixties, you know, was the sixties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think that's my really oldie anchovies for this. Like I, but it, it's one of those things it's like as i get older i can still i can go back and i can appreciate it now mm-hmm. like so like the whole season as a whole like these five episodes like when i think of 87 and i'm sure everybody kind of stops and thinks only 87 is what they think of when they think of a classic turtles yeah mm-hmm. you know you talk you talk to your casual fans they're like oh yeah like i remember turtles and like they see this mm-hmm. no other context this is what they're thinking of yeah yeah cool so there you go. my other anchovies is that this is so good it makes the rest of the seasons look bad <laughs> fair, fair it was fair. it was you know it gives you a little bit of delusion <laughs> all right so talking about things we love then we'll move on to i love being a turtle oh, i love being a turtle one of the things that i really liked because it's just one of the big themes in ninja turtles that's one of my favorites that it highlights a bit uh, is Donatello, and it gets played for a joke at the end of it, but he still says, but us, turtles, outcasts from society, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. why do we have to stand alone against the forces of evil? Uh, it's just, I like that theme of the turtles, because they're just, like I said, they're the outcasts of society, mm-hmm. but yet they still stand against the forces of evil. You know, they don't really belong anywhere, but they're still the good guys. And I think it's just a theme I like in general. It's why I like Hellboy as well, uh, and things like that, as they're kind of these... These outcast losers, but they still fight for humanity and they still kind of do what's right. I think I think it's funny that like in in the fourth episode, you have Donatello positing this, and it's like we haven't outright seen any kind of prejudice towards the turtles, other than like the lady in the first episode, like ah monsters. Pulls out a machine gun. gun. She pulls (laughs) the machine gun out. Um, We haven't really seen any prejudice towards the turtles until like other than that one point. 
so for donatello to kind of throw this out there like it's the human's problem not ours like it it, it feels weird but it's also like it's kind of cool that they did try to do some story in these cartoons like some kind of like bigger themes other than villain of the week stuff like so having donatello say that like really kind of like huh all right but then they never build on it like they never had they never have donatello like drill down more like no like i don't want to help the humans like yeah they just they just do it because they have to after that Mm -hmm. it's kind of like this is that one of the themes in the city of war too yeah the the mirage like i think Raphael, like his whole point is like we don't need to we don't need to solve this problem it's the human's problem yeah Yeah. like like that's something that comes up like in in kind of almost every version of turtles i think where they they one of them asks like why should we help the like it's their problem and it's just interesting to see that so early in this cartoon and then um, dropped completely and then well, i mean it's yeah it's dropped completely because of the then they got to sell toys after that mm-hmm. but like you can tell like there was something they wanted to t- say there mm-hmm. yeah uh i, I don't feel like it was played for laughs yeah to, yeah to well your... the, the reason i say played for laughs is because then michelangelo says well it's the only job we're qualified for yes that, you know, that's <laughs> that's, that's the yeah. and then yeah. don't tell it oh yeah good point yeah, like, good point yeah so that's when they kind of play it for laughs after that but. To your point of uh, there being no prejudice about turtles up to this point, early in the second season, there's there's a, a really weird scene at the end of an episode. It's it's one of the Eye of Sarnath episodes, but the turtles are sitting on the couch. They turn on the TV. They're clicking through it, and there's like a war show going on with Leonardo as the main character. He's like he's like Rambo in the show. So not only is there not prejudice about it, but people are making shows about the turtles. <laughs> In different situations it's a, hmm. it's a really really screwy scene but yeah huh. i can't wait till we get to that one yeah <laughs> yeah i'll have to see yeah i i only watched up a certain point of this series because i was trying to be you know a quote-unquote true ninja turtle fan and have seen everything <laughs> and i wasn't <laughs> able to make it so i made it into like through season two i think the first time i tried it but i'll go through I, the whole thing for for this i pick show. and choose episodes like i want to watch like i know which ones i want to go back to uh-huh like I will always go back to a Hokum hair episode because they're absolutely stupid. And I can't wait till we get to those. Um, and then like the great Boldini is one of my favorites. It's a stupid episode, but I love it. It's one of those, those one of those Burger King VHS. Because I had the Burger King VHS. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I, I've tried a couple of times to really like sit and watch this whole show. I think this is the farthest I've gotten, which is mm-hmm. like uh, maybe 12 episodes in the season three. Like it, it's it's really hard to make yourself get through it if you're. Oh yeah, like my my wife and I, like when we first started dating, um, we, we like I had just bought the the Turtle Van Collector set, mm-hmm. and so we tried, and like we fell asleep by the end of the first season, and I have not watched them since. So this is a lot of fun to sit down and go back, and mm-hmm. start pushing through. Yeah, and. I mean, that's why I also do it like, because I don't know how much you guys like the original comics, but that was my original intention of going comic, cartoon, comic every week was to help me not get burnt out. What yeah. you know, because if I was to just go straight cartoon for like this cartoon, I'd get burnt out on this show pretty quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, not not that it's like, you know, putting me through torture, but. Mm. Uh, well, that's why, that's why I think sometimes. it's, that's why I always think it's funny. Like when people are like, 
oh, I want to get my kids into turtles. Like, what should I do? And then like a lot of the answers are like force them to watch 87. It's like, maybe don't. <laughs> yeah. Like show them a couple good episodes, but don't force them to watch all of them. Yeah. I mean, I'm one of those people that like I definitely want to be like, hey, do you want to watch this thing I watched when I was a kid? And like yeah. whenever I have kids and then they can be like, yeah, and we can, you know, watch it. But after that, like, I'm going to leave it to them on whether or not they want to, like, continue with that thing. I guess I'm kind of into letting your kids kind of have their their own likes and dislikes. And it's okay if they don't yeah, like what absol- I do. Absolutely. Like, you know? <laughs> like, don't force anybody. Like, don't don't force it because then they're not going to like it. Yeah. Right? Right. You know, um, and there's so many different turtles for anyone to jump onto. Like, if they don't like 87, try 2012. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Try Rise. Try Rise. Back Actually, 2003. I love as much as I love Rise. I do not recommend Rise as the first one because everything is downhill from there. Oh, uh, um, I I have heard and read that like this series actually does get a little more mature towards the last two or three seasons. Yes, and it does like yeah. it does have an ending, which a lot of kids' cartoons do not. But apparently, like there is an episode where Master Splinter says like You are now Ninja Master. Mm-hmm. You no longer need me as your sensei. So that is, those are called the red sky seasons. Um, So this, this show is very guilty of just kind of putting episodes out there to, you know, fill a season and sell toys, but towards the end, you can kind of, there's a huge tonal shift and it's called the red sky seasons because it goes like it's around the time that batman the animated series came out Mm -hmm. and was really popular um so they started kind of taking turtles in that direction and you can find a lot of screen caps of like the turtles designs being different they're a little bit more miragey where they have like more square faces instead of round Mm -hmm. their eyes are angrier um and those episodes were a lot more serious. Like every, like April got a costume change. She wasn't wearing the yellow jumpsuit anymore, um, which NECA give us that figure. Um, <laughs> but like, it's, I, I, I watched a couple of them, but I never actually got to sit down and watch all of them and see how really different they were. But I know like Shredder wasn't there anymore. It was, uh, I think that was Lord Drag yeah. was when he first came in. Um, when they had another friend that was like he could mutate uh yeah, yeah, yeah oh god i can't remember his name at I the moment he's he's actually he's modeled after the guy on the cover of issue yes 30. yeah yeah I, yeah i just the, saw that the other the day in the, in the um necklace yeah oh god i can't remember what was his, his name, name? yeah <laughs> to, someone out there is me. screaming at us they're like it's Corey or whatever yeah we'll, we'll figure it out zach. when we get there it's not zach yeah. we know we know he's the fifth turtle Right, we'll get it when we get there. So I, I got two things for my I love being a turtle about this. Um, so one is that uh, I love that Don complains when his shell is getting scraped across a skyscraper that he just waxed his shell. Yeah. It just no, gives me it, this no, visual, It's like, ruining his finish. He did ruining his finish. That's that's it, what yeah. it was. Which makes me think that like the turtles, along with like doing their ninja thing of like cleaning their weapons ceremoniously and everything, are also just like. They have like rags on a stick that they're like washing their. <laughs> with. I wash it's myself just with a rag on a stick. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and then I, the fight between Splinter and Shredder is awesome. And I especially mm. like the part where like Sh- Splinter uses his stick to catch Shredder's sword. He twists it and breaks the sword. 
Yeah. That's awesome. That's the coolest thing. I love it. Cool scene. Uh, for me, yeah, the Donatello like scraping his shell. I just, I just remember being utterly fascinated with like seeing the damage on his shell. Oh yeah. You and never like, see that any time, any other time. You know? Yeah, exactly. Like that, that was like one of the first, like, oh, my heroes can get hurt. What? <laughs> and then also like, I was just, I was utterly fascinated with the wax that Michelangelo uses. Like he just kind of goops it out and then like slathers it on Donatello's <laughs> shell. Turtle wax. Yeah, and just like, yeah. And you, just, you know, when you're like, you're a kid, you fixate on weird things you see. Like that was for some reason, one of the things that like, it lives in my head rent free. Um, but the other thing I want to talk about is the music in Shredder is Splintered, um, especially during that fight. Um, it's, it's kind of the same general music they have throughout the show, but like the way it's used in Shredder is Splintered um, is just so good and it really sets the mood. Um, I can't, I, I don't know that I can't find a track listing name, um, but it's, it's the music that plays like during their fight. And then when Shri- and then when Splinter is like in the force field by himself, um, hmm. and it really kind of sets this kind of like dread and the, the mood is just so good. Like it, it feels like the stakes are higher, like, especially like when, when Splinter does come out and like when, when Shredder is going to shoot the turtles with the retro mutagen gun, um, like the music sets that tone of just like absolute, like, Oh God, like this could happen. I don't think I paid attention to that, but I'll have to go back and watch again. Oh yeah, I will, I will say that turtle action music always gets me going. Yeah, there's something there's something about it, like watching these again and like just hearing the theme song and like the like the um, not the not the theme song jingle, but like the general like music. Um, yeah. Like, you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah. But, like, something about it is just fun. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, it gets used a lot throughout the show, but it's, that's part of the Turtles' DNA, yeah. is this music. Mm-hmm. I also, I have to watch the opening and closing theme every time. Those, oh, yeah. Those are two great tracks. Oh, yeah. What is your favorite Turtles theme? Favorite theme? Both of you. Mine is unpopular. My favorite theme, actually, probably just just listen to to like that I could actually listen to like as a normal song, is probably the Back to the Sewers one. Okay, I don't love that series, but I'm a rock guy. I actually, I actually really like the Back. No, I, I, I'm with you. I love the Back to the Sewers. That's a banging. Yeah, that's a banging theme. That's that's a good early 2000s good Charlotte. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's the music I still listen to. So yeah, no, it's fine. Yeah. All right. All right. I I love the the 87 theme song. Uh, because it. I mean, it's a great song. One and two, it gives you everything you need to know about the show. Mm-hmm. Right, you get the main characters, the bad guy, the temperaments of all the characters. Really, yeah. the only thing you don't get is April O'Neil, but I mean, you figured that out pretty quick. So you can come in at any point, just listen to the theme song, and know exactly what's going on. Yeah, they don't ever mention her in any of the theme songs. They don't. Yeah. All right. What? What? Cheers, Mike. All right, I'm gonna get the most hate. It is the Rise theme song, um, but. 
I can't love the Rise theme song without loving 87 because especially especially 80 Rise and 2012. Like 2012 is just that that one was my favorite. I like I like the more rock ver- uh, of like aspect of Rise, but I also love the hip hop of 2012. Mm-hmm. But, but but you can't have those without 87. Mm-hmm. So it's like 87 is like honorary number one. <laughs> yes, yeah, my my theory for like why people love the theme song that was like the original one of their of their turtles is because it's it's the Pavlov effect. You know, it's just this is the song that plays when your favorite thing is about to come on and you are excited as a kid. Oh, fair. <laughs> like I love the 2003 jingle. Like it's my favorite jingle. I prefer it over the 87 one. Like to me, yeah. you know, that's because that's what I grew up with. That's Ninja Turtles for me. Uh, perfect sense yeah i will tell you the worst theme song is the next mutation theme song yes <laughs> agreed I, no ironically i i will i love it oh, i will yeah. put that i will put that above 2003 you, you oh, love wow. the, four the green terrible. turtles heard the news changed in mutants by news <laughs> the, the hell terrible yes Black song oh yeah. hell yes i love that i love that song all right uh, all right but what about the the theme song for the red sky one that one's pretty oh. bad yeah. yeah, that like one's bad. Teenage Mutant yeah. right. 2003 is just above that one. <laughs> I like I like the 2003 one, but my favorite variation of that one is probably the Back to the Sewers one. No, you're right. Back to the Sewers yeah, is my favorite of the of the three 2003 songs. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we can head into Channel Six News. Talk about what's going to be coming out this week. Uh, I only have a few things. Um, so, on Channel 6 News. April O'Neil, Channel 9 News. Uh, Channel 6 News. Jenica 2, Issue 2, is coming out next week. Uh, and so is the fir- the second reprinting of Last Ronin Issue 1. Cool. Uh, this week, I forgot to mention it last week in the, in the Gratitude episode. Um, this week, they released the best of Donatello as well as the trade paperback of the first Jenica miniseries uh, just came out. And that's it on comics. NECA did just tease. I saw because uh, Mike helped me out here. I kind of yeah, posted this one. In the, I posted it on the page yesterday. Those uh, NECA's teasing the, the next uh, Turtles figures for next year. And they're, it, they've hinted that they're going to do this for a while, but they're going to re-release that first wave of the Ninja Turtle figures they did uh, like a year and a half ago um, with the darker season one skin tones. Okay. But with those horrible Rodney Dangerfield masks. Oh, the big baby masks. <laughs> yep. The big baby yeah. mask heads. Yeah. Um, so they teased it. And honestly, I'm, I'm on board. Like, I, I, I'd been joking around like all day. I was like, who are these like who are these random people that Nick is t- talking about? Like, <laughs> a lot of people didn't get that I was obviously kidding, <laughs> but uh-huh. um, but it was it, it's cool because like I'd been saying this for a while. Like, Neca needs to kind of keep the turtles in stock. Like that's that's what people are wanting with this line, and like I so I'm glad that they're doing it. Like I'm glad that they're finding a way to get this back out there and also kind of make it new for people who already have them. All right. And so that should be it for Channel 6 News. 
So that concludes our episode for this week. Uh, next week, we'll be talking about, we'll be going over Raphael number one and issue number four. Yes. Yeah, make sure you guys like and subscribe and share and whatever to all the social medias uh, that we have. They're Ninja Turtle Power Hour or under at Ninja Turtle PH. Uh, we thank you so much for listening. Until next time, cowabunga dudes. Cowabunga. Cowabunga. Oh,